Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Rich, the mediatrician. I'm a practicing pediatrician and child health researcher who specializes in the effects of media on children's physical, mental, and social health. I do this primarily because I'm a dad, but I'm a filmmaker who understands how media engage and change us, as well as I understand the science of child health and development. I bring these together to try to help us all learn to raise healthy, happy, productive kids in this digitally saturated environment. I'm here with pediatrics educator Christelle Lavalley, who I think has hey, a question I for me today. Yeah, I certainly do. Um, well, today we have a question coming at us from Felicia, a mom from Scottsdale, Arizona, who wrote us an email saying, in spite of telling my six-year-old daughter about stranger danger, she kept running to the front door and opening it as soon as the doorbell rang. One day, I told her the Elizabeth Smart kidnapping story and explained to her that it is not safe for her to run to the door when strangers ring the bell. I told her to let adults do the talking when that happens. Ever since I told her this story four months ago, she comes to our room scared every night and says that she wants all the lights on in the house. She's worried that some bad guy is going to come and get her from her bedroom window. I guess I was the one who invited the trouble in by telling her the Elizabeth Smart story, but now I don't know how to convince her that that is not going to happen to her and that we will be there for her. What should I do? So... Michael, you're a little older than I am. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I only have a vague recollection of the Elizabeth Smart story. Um, and my guess is my parents probably kept me away from it because I was an incredibly sensitive kid, kind of like Felicia's daughter. Can you just refresh my memory? Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped from her own bedroom um, where she was sleeping with her younger sister uh, by a homeless person. And she was held by him and his wife until she was able to make her escape. And so I can see why this would be terrifying to Felicia's daughter, but also to Felicia. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. I, You know, it, it's a story that's powerful, so I get why Felicia told her daughter, especially where she's so concerned about her daughter's safety. But I also can completely understand why her daughter is now scared to death of bad people coming into her house. I know a lot of kids have those fears just from watching the news, um, any news today. So what is it that we can say to Felicia to help calm her daughter's fears? Well, there are multiple questions at play here. Let's take them apart a little bit. Um, First, how does she address the terror her daughter has been experiencing ever since hearing this story? Felicia told her this story to try to help her change her behavior to be safer. And unfortunately, one of the things that we've discovered from a lot of public health research, everything from the black lungs we dissected in school about smoking, is that negative messages don't work. Not only do they not work, but often they backfire. And so, this may not have been the best choice to convince her, because what we need to do is help build our children's confidence and competence in dealing with strangers, rather than scare the hell out of them. So, that's the first question. But how does she address that fear? And then the second question is, how does she teach her not to answer the door um, while not scaring her? Um, 
Interestingly, for those kids who are scared by news stories, parents who try to be careful about what they expose their children to on screens and parents who use the TV rating system to guide them must understand that news and sports shows are not rated by the TV rating system. Oh, and right. They this aren't. is um, important because there is actually no set of checks and balances on what is coming through, um, not just in the content, but also in the advertising. At any rate, kids who see scary news stories can be helped by watching with their parents and helping them understand what's going on, having the parents discuss and process the material with their children. As Fred Rogers once said, even when something disastrous happens, think about the helpers. I love that quote. Think about yeah. those who are taking care of the people who are afraid or harmed. So I think that we can be very instrumental in helping our children process this information, even if we're not protected by the rating system or by whatever media is presenting that to them. So Felicia can help her daughter process these things. I see the immediacy here because her daughter isn't sleeping. She's still too scared to sleep. So what, how can we help her with the sleep aspect? Because I know that that's so instrumental and fundamental to everything in development and everything that her daughter's doing. Sure. And, and this is why we want to build her strengths, her competence, and her confidence that she is okay. And that's not just that she can take care of herself by not running to the door, but also by the fact that she has the warm, protective embrace of her family around her. Um, so if this is not something that Felicia can do on her own, bring it up with, the, with her child's pediatrician. Bring it up with a therapist, perhaps, to work through these fears. Because once these fears are processed, they're much easier to manage. Um, and quite frankly, because actually Felicia's daughter did not get this story from the television, she got the story from Felicia. And so how Felicia communicated that story was very possibly colored by Felicia's own anxieties about her child being kidnapped. And so it's often how we say things more than what we say that has an effect on our children. So. As parents, our own fears and confidence are communicating far more powerfully than actually the, the facts of the situation. So it's possible that managing Felicia's own anxiety can help alleviate some of her child's. That makes a lot of sense. Something you've said to, to parents before, Michael, that I remember is you, you have to put on the oxygen mask yourself first before helping out a parent. I feel like this is kind of, or before helping out a child. And I feel like this is that kind of situation here. So I think seeking professional helps makes a lot of sense for both Felicia and for her daughter and kind of getting them both back on track when it comes to handling their fears. And, you know, this is a complex issue. Going back to that door question, what can Felicia do when it comes to the smaller issue of her daughter answering the door? Uh, well, this is a, a, a very interesting individual question, but it's also an interesting metaphor for the future. Um, <laughs> so? If you think about it, going to the door and opening it to the unknown is a big deal for a child. 
for two exciting. reasons. It's exciting, okay, but also potentially problematic. Um, and so the first thing is to go back to that building of her daughter's confidence and competence in dealing with social situations, dealing with strangers, et cetera, dealing with the unknown. Um, but it's also a matter of helping her understand that it is the unknown there. And the way that this is a metaphor is as her child grows up and wants to get a smartphone, wants to get on social media, wants to get on the internet, she has to understand that when she goes online, she is opening a door to a stranger. She oh, is right. opening the world to her, and we don't know what's on the other side of that. So we can, in a way, teach her daughter to approach that door in safe ways, which when she's at the very youngest ages, with her parent, beside her parent, who is modeling for her that confidence and competence and showing her how to interact with the unknown, with that stranger. Um, and let's think about when her child is 10 or 12 or 14 and wants to go on social media. Wouldn't it be great if her mother went on social media with her right at there. the beginning yeah. and helped her guide her through that door opening in her life? I get the metaphor now, and I like it. There's so many doors that she'll be opening later on. So instead of stranger danger, she'll be helping, Felicia will be helping her daughter develop those kind of social safety skills that she can kind of take with her throughout. So Felicia, thank you so much for sharing your experience and asking your questions to the mediatrician. Loop back with us, let us know how it goes. And for you out there who have your own question or who are interested in you know, getting more information, hearing the science that we've been referencing. You can find everything at askthemediatrician.org. You can also follow Dr. Rich on Twitter at Mediatrician. And make sure you subscribe and share this podcast with all of your friends. Enjoy your media and use them wisely. Enjoy your children and raise them wisely. Ask the Mediatrician is hosted by Dr. Michael Rich. Joined by pediatrics educator Christelle Lavalley. Jill R. Cavanaugh is our Chief Knowledge Officer. Original music composed by Christopher Cerf. Podcast and music recorded, mixed, and edited at Saturn Sound Studios. Executive producer, Alicia Haywood. Hey,